raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Well, good morning. It is Monday, August 21st. It's six minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. You can find him on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. You can find me there at Casey Daniels 317. And we're both on YouTube right now if you type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. All right, let's talk about fake names. And I'm not talking about honey or sweetie or darling, beautiful babe, none of that. I'm talking about aliases. The House Oversight Committee Chairman, James Comer, he requested that the National archives provide unredacted documents and communications from President Biden when he was vice president. This is all part of the panel's probe into the president's son, Hunter, because apparently Joseph Robinette Biden has been using fake names. Isn't this, I mean, like you, okay, first of all, this is, when you saw this story, were you like me where you said that absolutely seems about par for the course? Yeah. Totally believable. Of course he was using a fake name. And par for the course when it comes to Joe Biden is that he's using some sort of assumed name sending emails. And any reasonable person would then say, why in the hell would you do that other than to avoid and deflect any sort of scrutiny or... uh, spotlight on yourself because you're clearly doing something you don't want other people knowing about. Yeah, he's used the names Robert L. Peters. He's also gone by JRB and another one <laughs> JRB like he's a rapper of some sort. Right. And and where he's using a, a fake last name, but these are all in emails that he signed with this fake name while he was vice president and then forwarded to his son Hunter. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. And these are government emails wait. that they were bringing Hunter in on. Wait, 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 wait. Time out, Casey. I'm not going to sit here and let you besmirch the good name of Joe Biden or whatever name he was using on the day he was sending those emails because Mm -hmm. I know for a fact Joe Biden said he'd never had any sort of communication with his son about his business dealings. You know that? Uh, That's what he said. He did say that he built an absolute wall between his family's foreign business schemes and his son. But you're saying he was... Turns out... He didn't build a wall. Well, that's really weird, isn't it? Isn't it? The Joe Biden, he must have been mistaken, Casey, because Joe <laughs> Biden would never look the American people in the eye and lie. Oh, no, never. So James Comer, he's the head of the House Oversight Committee. He is the guy who is slow walking like the Republicans always do this investigation into, into Biden leading towards some sort of impeachment maybe potentially i mean hell donald trump can be impeached in two weeks but with the republicans we're we're eight months in and well you know we're still asking for more information he was on with maria bartoloma 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 right Mm -hmm. he was on fox news and he said biden used the fake names uh related to ukraine to keep hunter informed Well, we've learned that uh, Joe Biden used at least three pseudonyms or fake names in emails that he was uh, receiving from people within the federal government, people that worked for him. And even more troubling than that, Maria, we've learned that uh, 
when he was receiving emails pertaining to Ukraine, his son Hunter was copied on him, which we've always heard that the White House has said that Hunter Biden wasn't an employee of the government. He wasn't any part of the government. They couldn't understand why House Republicans on the Oversight Committee were investigating Joe Biden and his son Hunter Biden because Hunter wasn't a part of the government. Well, if that were true, then why was he receiving emails from the government? Oh, because he wants to keep Hunter involved. Hunter's got to know but what's going Casey, on. Casey, he said, I have never discussed mm-hmm. business with my son. Oh, but then he changed it to, I'm not in business with my son. That is true. I thought that was just a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Are you now beginning to tell me that maybe that wasn't a coincidence and that the Biden administration is deliberately changing the phraseology because it's blatantly obvious he was totally discussing business with his son and his son's business associates? Well, not only talking, but speaking, dining, having coffee, all of this with Hunter's foreign business associates. Hey, by the way, I don't, you don't mean to touch jump off topic here we'll get back to more of comer in just a second but uh we have many tvs on in our studio and there was another shreve ad don't you just want to puke all over yourself every time you see a shreve ad because he continues to waste his vast fortune on going after law-abiding gun owners rather than i don't know asking where the mayor was during the riots was it the broad ripple ad uh this was something i just saw the very tail end of it and i had to just i had to just catch myself and luckily i'm a trained professional because i literally almost threw up all over myself and that would have been very bad for the youtube feed to have to witness that think about that that guy continues to run ads going after law-abiding gun owners instead of asking where the mayor was during the riots Mm -hmm. okay sorry back to comer i didn't mean to derail the conversation well the one thing that is very interesting about all of this is you have to consider the timeline so this happened while joe biden was the vice president right And in his mind, he was probably thinking he was done with politics because you had Hillary Clinton running and she was she was going to win. Right. And that meant that she was going to win and then she would win another term. And and Joe Biden was done. So he was making a nice little nest for himself for retirement. Correct. Well, and what's interesting about the emails, these new emails, according to Comer, is that they clearly are related to the video. So this exists in video. No one's ever disputed it's real or doctored or artificial intelligence totally him where biden is on tape talking about squeezing that uh the prosecutor prosecutor in ukraine Mm -hmm. and now comer says what we all knew but these emails appear to show is he did it because hunter needed help with burisma this this also pertains to the firing of the the special prosecutor in ukraine uh victor shokin was that what these emails were about because you have told us in the past that that was one decision you were looking at as far as a decision that joe biden may have been paid for to get involved in getting that prosecutor off the back of burisma I think the evidence is mounting every day to prove that Joe Biden went to Ukraine for the sole purpose of firing Shokin, who was the Ukrainian prosecutor who was investigating his son for corruption. What we heard in the transcribed interview with Devin Archer was that he said that the owners of Burisma were squeezing Hunter, saying we need help in Washington. You need to call Washington for help. Of course, the Democrats tried to say that, well, that could have been anybody in Washington. Well, what we've now learned is Joe Biden was using a fake email name to receive correspondence from his 
his staff that he was copying Hunter Biden on. And I believe, Maria, that Hunter had to prove value to the Burisma owners that they were working on this. So he was forwarding those uh, to the owners of Burisma. Look, this is obvious that Joe Biden abused his power as vice president for the sole purpose to protect his son, who was receiving millions and millions of dollars from this corrupt Ukrainian energy company. And this email ties Joe Biden and Hunter Biden into this corruption scheme without a shadow of a doubt. So the National Archives has to provide these unredacted records uh, within the next week. And Comer has requested more bank records. They expect to get those on Wednesday. Okay, two things, Casey. One, when we come back, Mm -hmm. our old pal, our buddy, our amigo, Kevin McCarthy, side piece, Large Marge. (laughs) She was was on the, uh, the television over the weekend, and she said, no chance Trump gets a fair trial in Georgia. And oh, really? <laughs> yes, she, she said that? She's quite the pundit. Duh. Yes, absolutely. Um, and also, later on in the show, do you remember last week when we played the voicemail from our, our loyal listener, the, the over-the-road trucker mm-hmm. who uh, is also a rapper in his part-time, yeah. spare time, yeah. weekends, whatever? And we kind of were like, oh, sure, right. No, he actually exists, and he did a rap about politicians in the state of Indiana that is the most amazing thing in the history of ever like this guy should get a record deal and everybody should sign 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 him to your local drinking establishment on Friday night. We have our own Oliver oh, Anthony. Oh my gosh, this guy is incredible and so we're going to play his uh, Indiana politician rap later on in the show Fantastic. as well. Fantastic. All right, you're listening to Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. Is she going to run for Senate? I don't know. She kind of wants to be vice president. 19 minutes after 9, you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Marjorie Taylor Greene hasn't made up her mind yet whether she's going to run for Senate in Georgia. In part because, well, she really wants to be Donald Trump's vice president. <laughs> she said, I haven't made up my mind whether I do or don't. It's like me saying I haven't made up my mind yet about whether I want to someday manage the Chicago Cubs. I mean, like, I haven't made up my mind. There's also zero chance it's going to happen. (laughs) Of course you want to, but do they want you? She's annoying, isn't she? You think so? I mean, I, she's. A, we have to cover her because she is a newsmaker and she is very prominent in conservative circles, certainly the Trump orbit. She's a huge Trump supporter and she's... Let's face it, she's a sitting member of Congress. She is a newsmaker. But she is annoying. Are you not agreeing with that? Do you like hearing from her? I do. I do like hearing. Really? Yes, I do. I mean, not for the fact of the radio content, because she is mildly amusing in terms of the things she's willing to to say, which will entertain her audience. You actually get... You're like, wow, I get a lot of really deep thought from Marjorie Taylor Greene. My, my life is altered in a positive way when I hear her open her open her mouth. Well, the one thing that I do like about her is that she's not afraid and she doesn't back down. And I think that there's uh, there's some good, I, I there's some good in that. I agree. She is totally in love with Kevin McCarthy and she <laughs> totally was willing to go to the mat for him. Absolutely. Yeah, she was. Uh, so big supporter of Donald Trump. And she predicted yesterday that he is going to face another indictment and this time in Arizona yeah she's fairly confident as many people are beginning to to believe like it's like it's like this a Pandora's box has been open and we've talked about this quite a bit on the show where up until I don't know 
basically the past couple of years, it was always like the what if scenario. Well, now they're not even what if scenarios. They're just happening. Mm -hmm. And what the left has realized is we have all these lunatic prosecutors, local people, whatever, who have been elected and they don't care at all about justice and they have absolutely zero shame and they feel absolutely no obligation to uphold the oath of office that they've taken. And so screw it. We'll just prosecute Trump in all these individual counties, and then even if he becomes president, he probably can't even pardon himself, and we'll get him on one of them. Isn't it that he has until Friday to surrender Yes, in the uh, Georgia-Fulton County? Yes. That's where he's got to turn himself in? Speaking of Fulton County, Large Marge says there's no chance Trump gets a fair trial in Georgia. Well, I don't think he's going to get a fair trial at all. As a matter of fact, I don't think these charges are fair. Um, what Fonnie Willis is trying to do is exactly what she's guilty of. She's charging him with RICO, racketeering and conspiracy. In Fulton County, which is a largely Democrat ch- uh, county, he's not going to get a fair trial, and none of this is fair. But that's what Americans see. You see, Americans aren't stupid. And the typical um, lies in the media and the headlines, like, like we've seen for years now, are just just not sticking anymore. Americans are going to vote with their wallet and they remember President Trump's four years. They remember how great our economy was and they remember a dollar seventy-five gas. I can't say that loudly enough. A dollar seventy-five gas while we hover around four dollars a, ga- a gallon under Joe Biden. She's not wrong. Okay, but the dollar seventy-five gas stuff and this look. Obviously, the gas was much cheaper throughout the duration of Trump's presidency than it has been under Biden. However, this $1.75 gas thing is highly disingenuous, and I'm sick of hearing about it, because that was based on Trump shutting society down, or at least bribing the states to shut society down. So you don't get to say, oh my gosh, look at the $1.75 gas. You did it because you helped you, people, helped wreck society. Okay, so what? Nobody wanted gas because no one was allowed to go anywhere. She's picking the lowest number during that time. Now look, is it fair to say, hey, gas was a dollar cheaper a gallon, which is still very, uh, you know, a very noticeable number. Why, yes, absolutely. Would you rather your gas be 275 than 375? Yes, absolutely. But you don't get to do this 175 stuff because it was 175 because of what you people did, including Trump. Okay, so Trump now faces uh, nearly 100 different criminal charges, and this is across four different indictments. First president in history to face these charges, and uh, now she's saying that Arizona is likely next, and they're doing it just to impact the 24 election. Well, I'm sure Arizona is next. And just as Stephen Miller laid out, this is a conspiracy, a grand conspiracy by the Democrat Party to use the justice system at the federal level, but also in the states, using these state DAs like in Georgia, Fonnie Willis, they'll use Arizona's, they're using New York's, and they're using this giant collaboration uh, basically to affect the 2024 election. But Maria, let me tell you something. Americans are not going to have it. This election is not going to be swayed by indictments against President Trump that are really uh, pure communism in America today. This election is going to be swayed with gas prices, food prices, inflation, and security. Americans want a $1.75 gas back like we had in Georgia in November of 2020. 
uh, single moms can't afford cereal and bread to make their kids sandwiches as they go back to school because of inflation and food prices. Americans want secure city streets. Americans want a secure border. And Americans don't want to be dragged off into another decades-long foreign war defending another border that's not our own. Americans see through this exactly for what it is. This is an attempt to steal the 2024 election from Donald Trump by trying to put him in jail, and they are overwhelmingly going to elect him in the Republican primary, and I'll argue that he will win the general election. So she mentions everything that is on my mind. She mentions gas prices, food prices, energy prices, security and crime in our cities, the border, the war with Ukraine. She's speaking like straight to average Americans. It, it is a fascinating world we appear about to, about to enter because if indeed Trump is the nominee and if indeed Biden survives literally and figuratively till next fall, what will people actually choose? Because clearly everything she has said is correct. The country is a disaster. People's buying power has never been less uh, the the morale of the country arguably has never been lower. You look at the position we are in, it is just, I mean, just so many levels, just absolutely terrible. And yet it will be a toss-up because of the strong, unfavorable nature of Donald Trump based on his actions and personality. I'm not talking about from a legal perspective. This is was baked in way before these indictments. And so will people, and it's obviously not an issue for me, I would vote for an orange peel over, over Joe Biden, but will people be in their feels so much that they say we would rather continue to be screwed financially for another four years because we don't like some guy's rallies mm-hmm. or his social media mm-hmm. well it's a weird it's a weird thing to even say out loud it sounds so stupid but i don't even think it's trump versus biden at this point i feel like it's trump versus whatever puppet regime they put in place yeah because it doesn't matter if it's biden or harris it's it's somebody giving them the talking points and directing this marjorie taylor green said it would be an honor to be picked as trump's running oh, mate geez. and uh she and he has said that if she runs for senate he would fight like hell for her of course the governor of georgia brian kemp is also floating the idea you know what also would be you know what also would be an honor what to do co-lead vocals on a live version of born to run with bruce springsteen (laughs) it would be an honor it's not happening hey we've got tony kennett who's going to join us next and this is amazing he is in hawaii right now he's been doing a lot of reporting you can follow along on his twitter account which is at the tonus and uh, we're going to get an update from him next on 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The boarded up windows, the empty streets, all my brothers die. 
93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. And, oh, Casey, I, I've been watching this all weekend long. Our dear friend and colleague, Tony Kennett, mm-hmm. has been on the ground in Maui doing some absolutely phenomenal reporting about the truth, about what's going on there, about the government ineptitude, about what the people are really feeling. And even though it is very early in the morning there mm-hmm. on the ground in Maui, he joins us now on the drivehubler.com hotline. Tony, i got to tell you, I've been watching your reporting all weekend. I can't stop. It is incredibly compelling. It is a total, total disaster there in Maui. It, it really is. And uh, we're only showing you, unfortunately, uh, the people that are willing to go on the record. A lot of people, of course, don't want to upset their neighbors by thinking they're speaking to media and, and, and like focusing on, on that at a time like this. The universal opinion that we have heard is that people are, first of all, this community of, of islanders is phenomenal. Every last person has pitched in. It is very common, and I have seen the receipts for people on this island to have dipped into their bank account thousands, almost tens of thousands worth of dollars just to donate to neighbors that no longer have a home because FEMA is rejecting giving aid to anyone that has home insurance. And I didn't say full coverage. If you have a home insurance policy, FEMA automatically rejects giving you any aid whatsoever. Wait, wait, wait. You, you must be misspeaking with it. You're saying that the federal government is saying if you have an ounce of homeowner's insurance, we're not helping you. Yeah, that's right. If you just have like a post-it note that says insurance, <laughs> Biden's administration thinks that you are totally fine, that you need nothing. And by the way, this is you only qualify for FEMA aid if your address says Lahaina, which is the town that was burned mm-hmm. down, which is a very small part of western Maui. These, these fires, by the way, happen in a very small contained area. This is not the island of Maui has not burnt down. Um, Jason Momoa can go piss off. And that is the opinion of people here on the island. They're like, he's not from Maui. The thing that people on Maui need right now is tourism. And that's like what everyone's saying. You're not hearing that on national media. And you, sh- oh, Lordy, Lordy, you should hear what they're saying about President Biden's expected visit later today. Well, let's get into oh, that man. because he is expected to get there today. And I saw a report that says that his flight is to be there for two hours. He's going to come, he's going to land, he's going to do something, and then he's going to leave. So, what is the feeling about his trip? Is he still planning? What have you heard? So first of all, we saw Marine One doing practice flights yesterday. So Marine One has been moved from its normal pathway over the Potomac, over to the island uh, of Maui. And so we know he is coming today. We've heard a little bit about his route, uh, one that he is supposed to uh, speak in front of the Catholic Church, you know, one of the kinds of churches he hasn't set foot in in decades. And then he is supposed to uh, do a small handshaking ceremony, meeting the locals in front of the Lahaina Civic Center and Post Office. And if you go to my Twitter or you go to the Daily Signal, that's actually one of the buildings that we were turned away from as media. So he's allowed to waltz in here his old dementia ridden behind and waltz up in front of a big photo op, clog up the roads. But God forbid that media wants to ask the public relations officer whose job it is to tell media what's going on 
ask them basic questions about how this disaster has been handled. It's an unmitigated nightmare, and the people of Maui are livid. Uh, Tony Kenna is our guest. You can find him on Twitter, at the Tonus. He's been doing all sorts of incredible, incredible reporting on Maui. He's on the ground in Maui. Uh, and, man, I'll tell you what, if you want to know what's going on, Tony is the place to go, at the Tonus on Twitter. Everything he's talking about here today, you can you can see the play-by-play reporting. Casey, go ahead. Okay, more, more with Joe Biden and his trip. What are you hearing from the locals? Uh, do they want him to come at this point? Do they want him to stay away? What is the feeling that you're getting, uh, what they're going through and how they feel about not only his visit, but everything that's been going on there? Well, their their attention to Biden soured uh, because we remember it four days after the rest of the country, the mainland, as they call it, um, had uh, heard about the wildfires on, on Maui, had heard about the tremendous loss of life, over a thousand people missing. The president, as he was leaving one vacation spot to head to another, was asked by media if they knew about Maui or if he knew about Maui. And he said no comment. And then he went bicycling mm-hmm. for two and a half hours. Yeah. And the comment here is literally F him. Mm. And uh, then he's coming here. They say he's going to be clogging up the roads. He shouldn't be here. It's going to slow things down just so he can get a photo op. I seriously, I'm, you say this sometimes and people genuinely do not believe me. I have yet to find a single person on this island who is looking forward to him coming. And we have been beating every corner of the sands to find one person who wants the president to come here. Have yet to find one. Tony, uh, you mentioned FEMA. You started this interview talking about FEMA, and I found, because I once owned a a property where there were multiple, it was hit by multiple hurricanes, and every time FEMA would come in, it was an unmitigated disaster. It was inept. It was things they would fund, things they wouldn't fund. And it just seems like every corner, not just with FEMA, but every corner you're turning to, you are finding that government ineptitude has made this problem worse. I am going to scratch your libertarian itch. Something awful right now. This is the first time I've said this on the air. We haven't read the article yet. I don't know if you guys know anything about like Maui and about kind of the infrastructure here. The most expensive hotel on the island is called the Grand Wailea, and it is $1,000 a night. Wow. Guess which hotel the federal government is putting <laughs> FEMA staff in. Mm. And guess what? They kicked out Maui survivors <laughs> out of so they couldn't book rooms in it if those were donated. That's right. Hotels, the nicest of the nicest hotels. The Westin, they left for the National Guard troops and the Maui survivors. Uh, but the, the wh- Grand Wailea. So, like, that's FEMA. I mean, come on, Rob. You, you and I both know what FEMA is. Well, We've seen it for decades. But this is like the piece de resistance well, of federal ineptitude. Well, Tony, I've told this story before that uh, when, when the hurricanes hit southeastern North Carolina, there was a guy who we were friends with. He was actually a, a local news reporter, and he was very handy. He could do things himself. He went to FEMA, and he's like, man, I can fix my house myself. I just need, like, a, a gallon of paint. And they're like, no, you're sa- your house is not safe to live in. You must go in this hotel. And he's like, I don't, I don't need to go in a hotel. I just need a gallon gallon of paint and for weeks on end they made him live in this taxpayer funded hotel instead of just giving the guy a gallon of paint and it sounds like all these years later absolutely nothing has changed no they're not letting people into so so right now the story is that they're they have to get the cadaver dogs looking over the area and that like they have to make like there are still bodies that haven't been accounted for and so we can't let anyone into the area i understand that 
I mean, there is there is a level of, of understanding that we want to make sure that we're not in, in uninterring uh, these these bodies and, and disturbing that. I get that. However, I'm going to say this. If you are perhaps a pastor or a church owner and your church is left standing, or maybe you're a family member on your property, you for know for a fact no one died inside your house. And you want to scour those ashes for any family heirlooms or memories that have not yet been destroyed by the weather since then, you should be allowed to do that. FEMA won't let, not just not let you on the property, there are entire sections of the town that are walled off. We wanted to get footage of a church that the only building left standing in two blocks was just this church that is just miraculously untouched. It, oh, it's miraculous to me. And we wanted to go get footage of it, take pictures of it, maybe even fly a drone over it. No. The FAA has completely banned, like, drones from flying over the city uh, because that's where their, their time is. I mean, this is what the federal government is doing. They are completely upending a local rescue effort. And the natives really just want the federals to stay out of the way. What have you heard about the land grab? People around here are not as focused about that. Okay. I, I got to tell you, I've heard like 856 conspiracy theories <laughs> from everyone everywhere. It's Oprah who was holding a Lockheed Martin laser on her left shoulder, and on her right, she was holding a Jewish oil baron, and, and they were like kind of walking like a cowboy into Maui and just shooting everything in sight. No one here thinks that. No one here. I mean, I've seen about two or three different honest-to-God stories as to what actually started the fires. And yes, there is some, you know, ambulance chaser kind of individuals who are trying to grab land. That's consistent with every single national disaster in what's considered a valuable property location. And look, I understand that a lot of conspiracy theories are batting a thousand right now, but maybe the the laser testing Oprah theory. <laughs> just come on, guys. Just. Just give just give it a little bit of pause before we hop on the Smokey and the Bandit Express. Uh, Tony Kenna is our is our guest. You find him at the Tonus on Twitter, talking about his uh, reporting in Maui, which is phenomenal. I mean, it's just so good. Uh, we don't have time to get a, get a fraction of it here. Find it on Twitter at the Tonus Casey. I'm wondering what you've heard about the loss of life, the numbers. Um. So uh, the, the the number that's that's set out there, and this really does frustrate a lot of a lot of younger Maui people who who don't necessarily understand why media often cite death the way that they do. Um, but the, there's right now the death toll, last I checked, is is over 116. However, they. I have heard from several verified sources. Again, I have not. I'm not allowed to speak to the police information officer, so I don't know. Wait, how wait, to wait, 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 wait. Did you just say you're not allowed to speak to the police public information officer? Rob, they're nowhere to be found. I have scoured this island like Sherlock Holmes down Baker Street. I have not found them. I have been turned away by the National Guard. I've been turned away by police officials. I've been turned away by goons, one of whom I knew, to, I swear to God, was working for a mercenary company. We were, we were West Point squaddies together back in the day. Like, I, I have been turned away by everyone trying to find the person whose job it is to, eight to five, talk to media. Unbelievable. I, I can't find them. Unbelievable. So putting putting that aside, I the loss of life. I mean, there's rumors there's over 500 in body bags. There's still over a thousand unaccounted for. 
uh, and, and I'm not trying to, to gamble and be gauche in any way, shape, or form, but I would not be surprised that at the end of this there's over 1,000 dead. That's uh, absolutely unbelievable. All right, before we let you go, uh, what is your plan now? Like, how long will you be there? Are you there indefinitely? When is your plan to return to, to uh, the kind of the continental United States? Uh, we have uh, several more reports that we need to investigate. There's a lot more content that comes out of here. It just takes time to release because unlike CNN, who's willing to trespass and walk on the bodies of those who you can maybe see in the bottom of the shot, uh, giving the rest of media a bad name here, we're taking our time to make sure we do things right. That said, we're probably going to be leaving around Tuesday morning um, after we get a lot of these shots finished, at least for now. Uh, Will you be covering Biden's visit? Well, we're going to try, but it's it's very there's only one major road in and out of Lahaina. And then the other road is like a single lane road along the cliffs, like out of a Disney movie, like horrible place. You'd never want to walk on a road like that. So we're not even sure if we're going to be able to get close. And. I mean, and that's for us. If we wake up early and get down there, there's no guarantee chance. I mean, we'll cover it. But, I mean, getting close to him on his two-hour in-flight photo op is unlikely. Uh, man, we could spend an hour with you, and everybody should totally follow you on Twitter, at the Tonus at the Tonus. You've got all sorts of in-depth uh, kind of evidence of the things you've been talking about here. Uh, Tony, man, stay safe. You're doing mm-hmm. a phenomenal job, and thank you for spending a, a few moments with us today to talk about what's going on on the ground in Maui. Thanks, guys. Keep Indiana warm for me. Yeah. Safe travels, too. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 951, good morning. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So during the break, I was trying to be just a good co-worker and I looked to Casey and I was trying to be, you know, chatty Kathy and said, hey, so your daughter goes back to school today at Purdue. And mm-hmm. Casey goes, oh, really? <laughs> well, How could you not be aware if your kid is starting college classes? Let me just defend myself for a second. She's been going to summer classes in Lafayette. So she's been going back and oh. forth between Indy and West Lafayette. Yeah all summer she's been in classes so it's like yes it is the first day and it's the first day for many people at purdue but she's been up there a lot so it's like one semester ends and then the next one begins there really hasn't been this oh she's been home with us all summer long because she hasn't your kid is taking i cannot there's purdue is just stealing your money at this point casey yeah i cannot (sighs) believe this class your daughter is taking i know it sounds fun but when i think about it yeah it's it's a lot of money. This, this. this is a it, it counts. I must have this class or a class in this sphere of classes in order to to get a per, uh, degree from this esteemed university. What yeah, is the she's class? Got, she's got to take so many electives to get her degree, uh-huh. and uh, she chose wine tasting. 
wasting oh, yeah. <laughs> has nothing to do with her degree. But yeah, she's got to take this elective, yeah. which is, I think, what angers a lot of people about yeah, college. They're stealing days, your money. Because this has nothing to do with biology, which is going to be her degree. It's an elective. Yeah. She chose something fun, which is nice, and it will broaden her horizon and expand her, her life to know, I guess, what kind of wine and she likes. Yeah. But yeah, wine tasting. She did send me a text earlier that said, last first day of school ever. And that's a little bittersweet. Uh, I, as I think back when she was in kindergarten and I was dropping her off. And, you know, Rob, as a new parent, I will tell you, uh, one of the best things about uh, having, a children, having a child is watching them grow up. It's also one of the worst things. Can we talk real quick about a guy I just saw in the news? Because they did some big expose on one of the local news stations about Purdue being back to school today. Mm-hmm. I have no idea why that's such a huge deal, but whatever. And it is the professor guy on detached college campus. And what I'm talking about is not, it's like, it, I'm talking about Purdue, IU, Indiana State. I'm not talking about if you're a professor at Ivy Tech or IUPUI, because you live in Indianapolis, right? Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the professor who is on the detached college campus where the college campus is the thing in that town and it's fairly isolated outside of that thing. Yeah. And this guy they had on the news looked like he had the same haircut he probably had in about 1985 (laughs) when he first started going to school at Purdue. And these people, they're almost like in a weird way, Oompa Loompas, yeah. where they're just members of the chocolate factory with Willy Wonka. And nothing changes yeah, ever. Nothing, nothing ever changes. And nothing exists outside of the world on that little college campus and community in which they live. It's really kind of pathetic. I just keep thinking of Donald Sutherland from Animal House. <laughs> with him wearing the cable knit sweater and his butt cheeks hanging out. I mean, so this guy looked like he had to be 60-ish years old, Mm -hmm. which means 40 years ago, he probably would have been on the Purdue campus. And he's got the same haircut, except it's all gray. And he's got this big cheesy grin on his face. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, for the past 40 years, every day has probably been the exact same day for this guy. (laughs) He is someone who just cannot grow up. And lives in this little isolated bubble where whatever happens on the West Lafayette campus and in the community of West Lafayette, That's that, it. that is his whole world, yeah. and that is all he cares about. And it is like, just uh, watch this and go, and these people, we, we society, pays these people. Uh-huh. This is where your money's going. <laughs> society pays. You mean mom and dad yeah, right. pay. You know, and, and last night, so Sunday is when uh, we pay bills. And after I paid the citizen's energy bill, I <laughs> we rectified the college direct account uh-huh. and, you know, made sure that, yep, there's there's enough money in there to, to finish to out. To pay the, that guy. To pay that guy. The <laughs> last year of school, he, last year at Purdue. That dude has been stuck on the Purdue campus mm-hmm. since about 19. 19- 83, and he has no intention of ever leaving. I wonder if he's going to be teaching a wine tasting class. <laughs> That's probably the guy <laughs> teaching the course. All right, you're listening to Kendall and Casey. It's 956 93 WIBC. Good morning. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. 
Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.